This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So as we dig into verse 11 today, (laughs) as we continue to look for jewels, in this case, we're definitely talking treasures when it comes to verse 11 of the first chapter of Song of Songs. Again, with the, the idea as we entered this study was like, wow, we need to understand what is a statute because it's so critical in the 119th Psalm. And, you know, when, when you think about that verse, you know, thy statutes are our songs in the house of our pilgrimage. Clearly it's connected to something that's engraved in our heart that's like a song. And the song of songs is kind of where we went with this. And so as we go into these, you know, the place I keep going back to is, you know, how can I apply this to this concept of a statue, something that would be engraved in my heart that would be, you know, helpful in my walk and growing in, in, in my love for Jesus. So verse 11, we will read it in English. <laughs> As I said, we got treasures and it's got a lot to do with the treasures we talked about yesterday. So, and it's really kind of goes with that other verse, but it says, we will make the borders of gold with studs of silver. Again, it, it appears that he's speaking about the exact same items that he, that he spoke about with the chains and the cheeks that were comely because when he says, um, we will make the borders, that word borders is the same word that is translated rose in the previous verse, which we talk about in some places it's translated as ringlets. And as I told you yesterday, the beautiful thing about that word is that it is the root word of the word Torah. In other words, it starts with a tav, with a tav, and then it goes to a um, vav, and then a resh. And so that idea of the end to the beginning, and I didn't perhaps do a good job explaining how a resh is like the head of a river, so it's often associated with the beginning, and we know that the letter tav has everything to do with the end, and thus you have the idea of a ringlet, And so here he's saying he's making a ringlet of gold, (laughs) not he, but we. And there's one of the spectacular mysteries of the verse. And you'll see that in some cases, like in the King James, New King James Version, they switch people and they say that it's the daughters of Jerusalem that say this verse because they say we very clearly are going to make these um, borders of gold with studs of silver. However, Matthew Henry and many other commentators, including Rashi, say that it is the beloved and it is, um, in the case of Matthew Henry, clearly talking about and makes reference to that we will make God in our image. When you look at that wording in Genesis, um, it is exactly the exact same word as we will make man in our image, that we are going to make these um, uh ringlets of gold <laughs> and so you know it i i can't tell you that i know for sure who's saying this but it sure does appear i kind of go with matthew henry on this one and say i think this is the father and the son and the holy spirit and it, it very much is connected uh in my view as matthew henry also pointed out to ezekiel you know, it kind of speaks to this idea, again, that God is, in this case, beautifying Israel, and this is what he says in Ezekiel 16, 13, and 14, thus was 
thou decked with gold and silver, and thy raiment was of fine linen and silk, and broidered work, thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil, and thou was exceedingly beautiful, and thou did prosper into a kingdom. And thy renown went forth among the heathen for thy beauty, for it was perfect through my comeliness, which I had put upon thee, saith the Lord. And so I think there's a lot to learn <laughs> right there, that, you know, all this beauty um, that God is here putting on us with the gold and the silver is his originally, and, and he is... Essentially, as we reflect God, we become more and more beautiful to the heathen, so to speak, just like Ezekiel's talking about right there, with that idea being that we would attract others into the relationship with God, which is the whole idea of the beauty from my perspective. And so when you look at these words, gold and silver, they are definitely treasures, okay? And when you look inside those two words, uh, from a 119 Psalm perspective, from a statute perspective, these words are significant. Gold being the first one that he's going to make these ringlets. He's going to make these tour ideas, into, you know, which clearly is a reflection of him because Jesus is the word and he is the light and all those things. And so the idea that gold would reflect light just makes sense. But the first letter in the word gold is a Zion, which you might remember, and you should, that's the word, key word for Zion has to do with remember, like Jesus said, remember me when I come into my kingdom. But think how many times we said remember when we were doing the Zion section, and the idea that we're remembering is what heaven is, because heaven is full of gold, <laughs> okay? And so it's interesting to me that we're remembering through this, through essentially this reflection of light, what heaven is like. And so, you know, gold is a picture of that. And then the next letter is a hey. So it's like memory expressed. You know, this idea of hey is like, hey, you know, the idea of expression. And then the last letter is a bet, which has to do with, you know, in some cases, house, which again would take us back to heaven or even the sun, um, meaning the son of God. Uh, as that word is ben, it starts with a bet. And so you get the idea that gold is clearly this idea of a memory of what heaven is, <laughs> and I think really a memory of Eden too, because you might remember that there was a lot of gold in Havilah as he was describing the rivers that, that go into that. So, But no doubt that, that gold has this reflection of our memory and, and that when, you, when, when he used it for covering in the, in the you know, temple, you know, in the Holy of Holies, and it, you know, there was gold all over the mercy seat, and the cherubim, and there were certainly golden lampstands, and there was a golden incense table. In other words, all these things are a reflection of heaven and giving us an idea of the light, really, that comes from heaven <laughs> that, that is in the Torah, that is in Christ, that has to do with our marriage bringing light in so many different ways. And so as, as he um, essentially bedazzles us <laughs> to be attractive, kind of like a fishing lure, to the heathen, you know, that, that, wow, that's beautiful. I want some of that. Well, you know, the natural beauty that we talked about in the last verse has those things too, but God just, you know, he is lavish. And so he wants to lavish his kingdoms on us. Now the word silver is a completely different idea. <laughs> and that word studs of silver that is translated studs there really has to do with bedazzling because it has to do with spots like the spotted sheep and goats that, that Jacob um, you know, 
had that whole story back in, in Genesis where he got the spotted sheep and goats. But the idea of this spotted in silver is fascinating. It's kind of like he bedazzled these gold earrings <laughs> with silver, you know. And, and, and the idea of silver is it's actually the same word as the word money in Hebrew. Um, and it's a hoof followed by a samic followed by a pay. And so it, that's a really, really powerful set of letters uh, to think about what that is from the 119th Psalm, being the hoof being a very, very, very strong longing, all right? This desire, um, which has to do with money and has to do with silver, clearly. And then that psalmic is this unbelievable force of, you know, our union, or, you know, that remind me, remember, it says, our flesh trembleth for fear of thee. In other words, this really, really powerful longing that's explained there. And then the last beautiful letter is the letter pay, which means God's presence is face. And so it's almost as if silver is this longing, deep longing for God's face, which is really in our hearts and where we're going to be. But the interesting, horrible thing about silver is they use 30 pieces of it to betray Christ. And people who long for that stuff, right, the love of money, <laughs> you know, is is the root of all evil, you know, that, that kind of thing. But also, you, it's, it's an interesting study that you're going to find all kind of gold in heaven in the book of Revelation or whatever, but you don't see silver. And the thing I find fascinating about silver is in so many different ways, it is a reflection of someone's face. In other words, they use silver to make a mirror. And Silversmith, right, he, he's going to get the draws off that so that he can see his reflection. And so I get a picture myself that silver is something for us to see a reflection of God's face sort of in a metal, but the real idea is obviously that our faces would shine like Moses's did, you know, after having been in his presence, you know, that being the idea. But the challenge for both gold and silver, as we see from Ezekiel, is that they go both have a tendency to corrupt. <laughs> and Israel got corrupted with its gold and silver, and they made idols out of that. And we do the same thing constantly. Um, and, it, and it doesn't take hardly a flash of a second before, you know, gold or silver can get me going in the wrong direction. And, you know, or... Even God's glory um, is the same kind of thing that can be bought and sold in Christian circles that people get all puffed up based on, you know, how they reflect God. And the whole thing just appears to me to be like a real challenge not to what I would say photobomb Jesus. In other words, get his glory, whether that's money glory or whether or not that's fame glory or however it all works. But it's just a continual challenge, especially when, you know, you have two or three people email you, tell you how great you did, or you you do a sermon and everybody's shaking your hand, and that was just awesome to think, yeah, that was really, no, but, <laughs> you know, and I struggle with that, I'll be honest, that it makes me feel like, oh, and then all of a sudden I have to go, oh, 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 wrong. You know, this is God's glory. The last thing in the world that I want to do is, is jump in front of that picture of Jesus, because if somehow or another we can stand back and somehow or another, and I don't know how to do this, honestly, it's one of the bigger struggles in my life, is to, is to somehow get out of the way so that when people look into this stuff, they see Jesus and not me. That would be wonderful. <laughs> so the neat thing, the neat, neat thing is God so loves us 
that he wants to bedazzle us. He wants us to look more and more and more beautiful. And then those, that in itself is a test of can you allow that to shine without you jumping in front of the picture? <laughs> Thanks for listening.